Blog Talk Radio. There's something outside. What is that? Monstrex Radio listeners, this is Gunnar Monson. Last week, if you listened to the show, you heard Shane and I talk about some strange parallels between uh, what happened at Donna and Greg's property up in Washington. And if you haven't listened to those shows, you should go back and listen to the three-part interview that that uh, Shane and Julie did with with Donna about all the weird stuff from audio and visual encounters and stuff up in Washington State, and the similarities that that uh, have been experienced by our own Julie Wrench in North Carolina, North, uh, close to the Yuari forest. Julie moved there a while ago. And after getting settled in and, and some time had gone by, she started noticing some really strange phenomenon, audio stuff. And uh, the parallels between, between what Donna's situation and Julie's are, are pretty weird, um, but uh, she's collecting audio and uh, sharing it with David Ellis, who is vetting it and going through it and finding the weird anomalies. And uh, let's talk with Julie about what's been going on. We talked, we've talked before, but it's an ongoing situation. And uh, so, Julie, how are you today? Hey, Gunner, I'm doing pretty good. Not um, bad. Out by the fire pit today, or? Or inside. Um, I may go out there a little bit later. It looks like it might rain a bit, uh, and it's been it's been raining on and off here, and the woods damp. So we'll have to see. But I I would love to get out there tonight. So Absolutely. for the folks that aren't familiar with your situation and your background and what what we are talking about in this episode, can you give us a little? Um, Reader's Digest version of of what uh, you've been experiencing and how this came to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, I moved here in March of 2017 um, from Ohio. I'm originally from this area, very close to this area. My family actually came here in 1765 from Britain and settled quite a bit of of land. Um, right in what's known as the URI now. Um, so, you know, I still have a lot of family in the area and wanted to get back down here to be around family. Um, so we moved here, like I said, in March 2017. Uh, when we got here, the house had not been lived in. It's a farm, and it hadn't been lived in for over a year. And so we spent a lot of time just getting the property squared away, uh, a lot of fence line that needed repair, uh, working on the house, renovating the inside and outside. So I hadn't really had much time to spend sitting out by the fire pit uh, relaxing for quite some time when we first moved here. So finally when I did get around to to doing that, because I love the outdoors, I mean I hate being inside a house, drives me nuts. So I always build a fire out there, and I, I noticed that I was hearing some very strange sounds coming from uh, my southwest, my west, uh, my northwest quite quite often. And I hear it from all around, but a lot of it seemed to be coming from my west side. So I took a short video one night when I was out there, 
and it was a couple minutes long. And I, I'd been sending audio to David Ellis for quite some time for other people, you know, to include the Ohio Night Stalkers audio. That's kind of the project we were doing before all this started. He was uh, analyzing their audio, and I was sending it to him for the guys, uh, for Mike and Mike. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to send this to David Ellis and have him just tell me that that's coyotes or fox or, you know, something normal, you know, just to ease my mind. So I sent it over to him, and he sent me back a couple clips, and he's like, hmm. He goes, you know what, you live outside of Iwari. Um, Would you be interested in uh, doing an audio project with me? And so he explained to me, you know, how he and Donna and Greg did their audio project out there. So that's kind of how it started. Well, it's and it's, uh, so we've been doing this for about a year now. We still have over 200 hours of audio to review. Um, I recently got some software where I can do the uh, spectrograph analysis myself. Um, a lot of it I go through and then send to David. And before it was all just on David. And then, but just within the last month or two, I, I began learning how to run everything through spectrograph and and familiarize myself with what is normal sounds for the area, you know, like coyote, like gray fox, like bobcat like you know just all the normal sounds of of critters in the area so i've been doing that but david's still helping he still has a lot of audio that i have from overnight recordings you know because a lot of times i'll set the recorder out there after i come in and it will run eight ten hours and then i've had i've sent those out to him and and you know in the process going through a lot of the overnight stuff as we can um but yeah, I mean it's been it's been interesting. I'm not going to sit here and say that I have Bigfoot on my property or around my property because I have not seen one. Um, I do know that the Uari has had a long history of reports, and Montgomery County has the most reports taken by BFRO just the BFR itself, more than any other county in the state of North Carolina. Um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's if you look, go to BFRO and look at North Carolina and look at all the counties and then look at Montgomery County, you'll see it's the number one county. Um, and I knew there was a history of that in the area, um, you know, having heard stories from around here people having eyewitness encounters. Uh, I kind of knew something was going on over there, but I just really wasn't thinking that, you know, my house is 17 miles from where Mike Green filmed the squeaky footage, if people are familiar with that. Um, And that's also the area where Finding Bigfoot team came to the Uari. That's, That's where they went to do investigate investigations on their show you know I'm, I'm just about 17 miles from all that from from ground zero so so <laughs> it's been interesting um i sit at the fire pit normally by myself after dark um it's pretty rural out here we have about 10 acres and there's no houses to my north or my south. It's all just pastures out here, a cattle farm to my north, you know, not a whole lot of neighbors, dirt road that runs on the south edge of my property into a, a dead end. Um, so that's kind of where it's at right now. And, you know, I'm going to be doing, I have been documenting everything and, um, going to be releasing some of the information that I find from this documentation, um, the dates, the weather, the moon phase, the barometer reading, 
Um, you know, was it raining? For every recording that I had where things were going on, I'm keeping a documentation on different things related to what you would look for scientifically if you were tracking another type, you know, animal of any kind in the area and see when they're most active. So that's kind of what I've been doing, and I will be releasing that in a, in a few months from now. Well, and something we've talked about is that you, it, these things didn't start occurring the minute that you moved in. You didn't notice them right away because you were busy uh-uh. no. just getting settled into your new new um, digs. And uh, But you developed this habit of, of sitting out by the fire pit um, at night by yourself uh, very frequently, and then you started to notice kind of a pattern. And over time, that pattern is as developed as what you you see because there's you notice that there's um, other animals that respond um, in association with these these weird anomaly sounds that 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 uh, you're capturing now on on audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean. What tips it off? I, I know exactly whether it's going to be a crazy audio-filled night or not because of the dogs. Some of the neighbors' dogs go absolutely ballistic before the noises begin, right when the sun starts going down. And there's like a pattern. A lot of times it, stop, it starts to my southeast, and it'll go around to the west, and up to the north and all, you know, we got donkeys up here, we have cows, and they go absolutely off a lot of times in the mix of these sounds that's going on. I can tell you if I'm out there and it's dead quiet, odds are there's going to be zero captures on audio. And, and that's just the patterns. And it's usually three, four nights a week when I capture some stuff on audio and then three, four nights of silence, and then it starts back up again. And this so far has gone year-round, because I've been doing this for about a year now, and it, it doesn't, like, stop during the winter or stop during the summer or stop during the spring. It's constantly. And that's something Shane and I were discussing on, on last week's show, uh, is that why that would be in the, the – you, you live in a very temperate – area you don't get like extreme um deep snow and and stuff oh, no, that would drive no. animals yeah from one no, location to we, another this winter we had no snow and it just snowed about a week ago very briefly but of course it didn't stick to the ground but you know we don't normally get any snow here to speak of temperatures are usually in the 50s in the winter time uh, upper 40s 50s during the day and so, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot goes south here because we are south, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. um, but we do have, to give an idea of my location on my property, I do have creeks that run through here. Um, there's farms, um, chicken farms, cow farms, a lot of fruit farms in my general area within a couple mile radius. There's peach farms, strawberry farms, we have wild berries, wild onion, wild tomato, um, you know, all kinds of different wild and natural vegetation and resources, um, you know, food sources. If you're thinking you have something like this around, you're going to have to have food sources. Otherwise, you know, you're kidding yourself. They need to eat. We have other... Of you deer. have other animals have, in the area. Yeah. I mean, there's so, a huge population yeah. of deer. We have a huge population of um, wild turkey. And I hmm. do know that in some areas around here, there's there's boar. Now, I haven't seen any evidence of them on my property since I've been here um, at all. But I know that the, and on occasion, they do appear around the area. So, you know, we do have a lot of wildlife, a lot of a lot of water sources. The property to my immediate west has a very large pond on it. And uh I mean a lot of cover, mm-hmm. a lot of forestry, just 
acres and acres and acres and miles of forest around here. And and a lot of that is private property that you can't just traverse. I mean, you can't oh, go yeah, exactly. to and where these sounds are. Yeah. Right. That's one of the problems I – well, it's really the problem I have. You know, people are like, well, why don't you go follow where it is? Well, first of all, uh, it's private property. It's It could be a half a mile away. Um where it's coming from, there's no road directly over there. It's in the middle of the woods where no road goes exactly to it, and you would have to trespass in very thick woods to get anywhere near where I'm hearing this stuff on a normal basis. And down here, people, you know, they'll shoot you in the face if, if they feel threatened by you if you come on the property, and they can do that. <laughs> you have the right to protect yourself on your property here. People carry guns frequently. Most people have guns. If not, then they have very large dogs in their yards that I'm certainly not wanting to tangle with. So I'm kind <clears> of <throat> at a point where I, there's only so many areas I can go in and investigate. So what I've been in the area where the a lot of this audio is is, is a, coming from is in areas that you just can't get to because of of property boundaries. Right. It's not – majority of this, I don't believe, is c- coming from my personal property. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's off further where it's mostly wooded over there. Um, so what I have been doing is trying to reach out to some neighbors, and that's not easy either because a lot of people live off of the road. They have – like we do, we have iron gates in the front. Of a, it's all fenced in. We keep it locked. And we have signs, you know, trespassers will be shot in the face. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This actually. But, you know, there's a lot of no trespassing. Uh, if you want to get to somebody's front door, you're going to have to climb over their fence that's locked mm-hmm. literally and walk through a yard full of maybe pit bulls, German shepherds. You know, I'm going to take one for the team, but I ain't stupid. So <laughs> what I've been doing yeah, is while while I'm out trying, you know, I run into town every once in a while, and if I see somebody out, I'll, you know, kind of size them up and get a feel, man, you know, I wonder if this person will think I'm nuts if I stop it. So what I did a couple weeks ago, um, I, I have stopped at other people's places and asked them if they've ever heard any odd noises, and then I'll play some audio for them. Um, a woman to my north said she hasn't heard anything particular like that, but She's an older woman, and she's not out at the, her fire pit after dark. She lives alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did tell me if she heard something like that coming from the woods around her house, she, she'd never leave her house, you know. She told me I was crazy for sitting out there by myself in the dark. Um, so I did ask this gentleman that's about a mile to my south. Um I saw him. I was heading in town. I saw him. He was standing out by the road on a cell phone. I'm like, well, if I come back and he's still out here but he's not on the phone, I'm going to just – I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask him. So I pulled up, and sure enough, he's out there. And I pulled up, and I said, hey, you been hear any weird noises around here? And he's like, oh, you mean the, the drones and the helicopters? And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> he said he has – you know, helicopters buzzing, the woods back behind him. There's drones. So I don't know what's going on over there. I haven't seen them around my property at all, but he's heard them and, and seen some weird stuff. And I said, well, that's not really what I'm talking about. And I got my phone. I have some audio on it, and I played him some clips. And I said, no, this I'm talking more about like this. And he was like, oh, my God. He said, yeah. He just was freaking out. He's like, oh, my God, yeah, I have heard that here. And it scares us to death. So that's how it all started. And this was just recent, like three weeks ago. And we'll get into that more on our next show. But, you know, in case people are wondering, well, are you checking with the neighbors? Are you doing this or that? Yes, I am. Um, You just have to be real careful around here. You don't want people to think you're a nut job, even though most people already do. And that's okay. Um, but, you know, I, I, I kind of keep it at a low profile, and I don't want um, the folks that are that may be hearing stuff to feel, 
you know, like, I'm just going to come over here, and next thing you know, there's going to be a team and TV coming, and that's because, you know, everybody remembers when Finding Bigfoot was here, and it, a lot of people didn't care for that much. So I had to be real careful, um, and he did invite us to come over there and look around, and we did that, and now we're going to go back for uh, a night investigation or two over there very soon, put out some recorders. He's going to start a recording project for me like I've been doing with David. So, awesome. you know, cool. more into that later. Well, let's let's you've got a quite a bit of audio that you you're wanting to share today. That where do where do we start? I mean, you've had a, a lot of stuff and you've shared a lot of it with with Shane and I in particular and and there's some really strange things that that sound weird. I mean, I can't yeah. I can't attribute I mean, to a known animal. I think animal. what I'll do is say the um the very first two clips that David sent me back from the uh, it was a audio or a video I took of when there was a lot going on out here. I I could hear the coyotes, but I was hearing something else mixed in with it, almost like a primate type sound and some growls, and I I just it freaked me out. So I'm going to play the first two that he ever sent me. And, uh, yeah, they're kind of like what we call the UR. We call these the Uari vocals now because we don't know what else to call them. So here's the first two. doing that five times in a row by itself. These are looped five times, and the reason why David does that is because if you play a clip, a lot of people say, ooh, let me hear that again. So mm-hmm. he takes time to loop it three to five times, and all these will be looped five times unless I say otherwise. And those are isolated sounds that, that were picked out of a much larger, right. longer um, Very audio much recording. So. And right. All of these uh, clips have, have been run through spectrograph. David has analyzed them very carefully. Um, they do not match. A lot of these do not match known sounds, but they match other un- unknown sounds that David has been collecting over the years from people doing projects like I do. But in areas where there there has been definite Bigfoot sightings, you know, people have visually seen them. They're doing audio projects, kind of like Donna's house. You know, they, she mm-hmm. saw one over there. So a lot mm-hmm. of what I am playing here matches not only by ear, but also, also by spectrograph to some of the same stuff that Donna and Greg captured that David worked on, as well as other places throughout the the United States. Um, so here's the second audio. I can get it to play. Hang on, it's uh Okay. So those are the two that started it all. It's a cow. It's a cow. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very I mean, angry I don't, cow. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, a cow being squished, maybe I don't know. But I mean, it's that's a weird. Um, yeah, and it, it was unusual because those are the exact things I was hearing with my ears, and I'm like, what is that? And you know, David's not going to say, oh, that's a Sasquatch, because we don't know what made those sounds. We don't. We didn't see what made those sounds. Obviously, he certainly can't because he's clear across the 
country from me. But it's suspicious. It matches other suspicious auto, you know, uh, spectrograph signatures and uh, sounds that he's been collecting. We do yeah. have, uh, you know, there's some. I'm going to go ahead and play this one here. It's called Campfire Scream. Now, I heard this with my own ears when I was sitting out the, the fire pit alone. It was, I think, a little before 11, 10, between 10.30 and 11. Very dark. It's dark, yeah. It's dark. Very dark. There was nobody around. I mean, it was dead silence for a little bit. The dogs were going off prior to that, but as far as any human activity, there was none. You know, my neighbors were all in bed. I'm sitting at the fire pit, and to my right came the sound, and it, I swear it was less than 200 feet away from me. But it was, So this is one you heard? Oh, yeah, this I heard, yeah. and I felt, too, by the way. Hmm. I okay. felt it go through me, and it, I mean, it literally scared me to death because I, it was very close. And this is the one that made me go into the house and call Shane, because I left everything sitting out there, you know. Um, yeah, tell that story a little bit. That, yeah, I, I left mean, it's everything funny now, sitting but at out the time there. <laughs> my recorder, the, my flashlight, you know, everything that I have out there, my phone. I, I left all that out there, my cell phone. I came in the house, picked up the landline, and called Shane, and I'm like, you're going outside with me to get my stuff because I'm not going back out there alone because Jeff was in Ohio and I was here by myself. And, you know, so after I got everything in, Shane did stay on the phone with me, bless his heart. And after I got in, I uploaded the audio and I I sent that part of it to him. And he's like, holy cow, you know, he's no, no wonder you came in. I don't blame you. So this is, what I heard, and it does not match Coyote's signature on a spectrograph analysis. Um, what is it? I don't know, but I can tell you it was very loud, very close, and it it, it gave me goosebumps. So um, here it is. It's called Campfire Screams, and it is looped five times. <laughs> I heard that yeah. sitting by the outside in the dark by myself. I'd probably be sprinting into the house myself. <laughs> yeah, so. and you know what? I'm, I got to keep it real and keep it honest. You know, I, I'm I'm a pretty brave chick. Um, you know, but I can tell you what: I did not look towards the direction it was coming from because I didn't want to see what was producing that sound. It was yeah. And people think, well, why don't you go go do this or that? You know, that, oh, if you yeah. Think, I mean, I was by myself a Bigfoot alone researcher, here. Um, yeah. It, it had Jeff been here, I probably would have grabbed him and we tore off over there. But uh, no, I mean, I'm I'm crazy, but I ain't stupid. You know what I mean? Um, whatever that was was very close and very loud and just shook. It shook me when it went through me. And what time you said that was like eleven o'clock at night? Yeah, it couldn't it couldn't have been any later than eleven because mm-hmm. you know I I was like I need to call Shane, That's and I knew it wasn't neighbor. late. You guys are three hours behind me, so I knew it wasn't yeah. late for him, or I wouldn't have called I mean, him. That, but that's not a human, and so it's not you know it's not like no definitely. You know, I mean, even if your neighbors are up, that that's right. That's just that would weird. Take, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and what would be the point? You know, I mean. They don't know that I'm over here doing what I'm doing. Um, well, they don't they, want to get shot in the face. They don't know recording audio. They, they don't know any of that. So Yeah. But they're, they're, it's unlikely they want to get shot in the face either. So Right. I mean, that yeah. had to have been I, – I swear it had to have been right on the other side of my fence. Ugh. And there's some stuff. interesting stuff that goes along with that fence and, and some of your buildings. Well, you say that a lot of those – is recorded and and you don't think the audio is is on your property 
it's it's pretty close, and some of it actually sounds like there has been in some encroachment on your property. Yes, there there has been some things that sound like. I mean, there's been um, we've caught some very curious footfalls out there in the leaves, and then some things vocalized. Um, you know, we'll play that later in a different show. Um, but well, there are some, some weird, very I mean, strange, strange things going on around here, I'm telling you. Um, and on this show, we're really just starting to scratch the surface. We're, this is actually part one of a, second, of a two-part show, and the second part is actually going to be an exclusive show because there's some stuff that we, we're not, you're not wanting to share in the general public. And, right. And that stuff is, is it, because what's, what's weird here. It, it gets a little. It gets increasingly weirder, and we had the same experience again with, with uh, Donna. Is that it was going down a rabbit hole because they had some right. stuff happen that got progressively stranger, and mm-hmm. uh, and, it, and that and that sound right there is is really, I mean that's normal <laughs> compared yeah, to you, some other stuff that right, I have. There's some stuff that um, you've shared that. That is right. That's off the charts crazy. And mm-hmm. as far as you know, me going down a rabbit hole, never in a million years would I have thought that I would be capturing some of the stuff that I've captured. Um, let's what do you just say, say that? What do you say? Because we we've talked about this too. Is like you're oh here's a Bigfoot researcher that moves, you know, to this area, and all of a sudden oh you have big quote unquote Bigfoot in your backyard. Exactly. I mean, it, and that's why I kind of refrained from wanting to go public with this because what mm-hmm. are the odds? Okay, I lived in Ohio. Um, I was a part of the Monster X team before I moved here. It sounds like a tabloid thing, right? And that's why well, I was afraid of. I mean, I'm like, you people aren't going to believe this. And but you know, the more I talked to you guys and shared stuff and talked to David, and then after I did the interview with uh, Donna and David, uh, you know, it's like. Why I want to do this now is because if anybody is listening to this and they are in central North Carolina and they feel that they have some kind of weird stuff going around uh, on around their property or have been hearing some things like this, drop me an email and I will get a hold of you. Send it to monsterxradio1 at gmail.com. And you know, exactly. let me know a good number to call you, or if you want me to just contact you through email, I can do that. But that's kind of what I'm looking for other people in this area who can, um, you know, maybe do another audio project with me, cooperate some of this stuff. So that that's why I'm doing it at this time. Well, and there's that one key thing, and I've I've come up the phrase the relu- reluctant witness, and that that's what I said about Donna because the same that's one of those weird parallels is when Donna first recorded the sounds she would with and started working with David Ellis when she sent that stuff in, she just hoped he'd come back and say, Well that's that's, that's you know, just the that's a something. known animal. Yeah, it's right. A, that's a that's a known animal. That's a coyote, yeah. that's a bear, it's whatever. And and you had the same like, yeah nobody I don't think experiencing that stuff and wants it to be Bigfoot or wants it to be exactly. the possibility that it's Bigfoot. You know, that, no, I, what you is know, because Donna saw one of these creatures. I have not. But, so but you now, live in an area that... If, when, if and when I do see one of these creatures, I will, I'm not going to feel comfortable sitting at my fire pit anymore. See, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm... I love this property. I love where I live. I'd hate to have to get the feeling that I need to move and... and so, um, well, you joked about that. What I'm doing right now, and <laughs> yeah. cross that bridge when I come to it. Yeah, and that's and another one of the parallels is that here are are two female people that are, you know, a, alone a lot in the in the scenario, um, and and having these these experiences. I mean that I I don't know if that's significant. You know, they right. Don't, whatever uh, but it it's weird and it's another one of those things that make you go hmm exactly. so what are the, some of the the other uh, uh, audio oddities that you've uh, 
collected. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play some uh, some stuff here. It's one of my most interesting captures. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play it now, and it does have what we call the the Uari howl at the end of it. There's like something grunting or growling, if you will, and then it, it seems like there's two sources here. I'll play it now. sure that's just not your rowdy drunken neighbors <laughs> yeah but, i mean really that sure. Wait, the thing is it sounds very similar to the campfire scream vocal vocalizer mm-hmm. it has the same type of loud tone to it but so that's that's a pretty good piece there i i find that unusual and it has a very strange signature as well um I, we, I can't overemphasize some. the this importance of audio collection, the analysis right. of it through through looking at it visually, which exactly. because you you sit and listen to something and you you know it it it'll creep you out sitting in the dark listening to noises and we our minds will play tricks, but when you sit and look at it visually and compare it to other known animal sounds, you can tell if it fits in that range or not. And that's mm-hmm. what David has become very proficient at. And, yeah. and, and bless his heart. I mean, he spent hours and mm-hmm. hours going through this stuff. And I had no clue until I started doing this myself. And I, I'm like, I take back every time I asked you, are you getting to that yet? Are you getting to that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of work. And he's like, I told you, once you start seeing it in spectrograph, it opens up a whole new world to you. And it sure did. So on, um, here's the, one, another one that I found very interesting. This uh, it sounds as well like there's two sources going back and forth. That sounds like a bark, almost like a sharp I know. Um, response, a long, um, drawn out. And some of these things are familiar because I've in our Tillamook Forest area, we've we've heard a lot of vocalization of unknown origin, and some of the stuff brings back like, oh yeah, that that sounds familiar. Stuff we've heard out in in that area as well, and uh, we've had a couple of our team members that have had visual encounters. Um, during the time that we've been out there, um, and it's right. And I'm not so, so, I mean, people have 
Curtis would say that, yeah, we we caught some stuff like that in an area we were investigating as well. So, well, you've now dialed in with some folks that have been there um, researching the Uari and surrounding areas for quite some time, and uh, and fact in uh exclusive you shared some interviews with with uh, your team members there what's the name of that organization and and uh, where can people find um th- they have a youtube channel i know now what mm-hmm. where can people find that um on youtube it's carolina encrypted field research and it includes myself david pardue terry wendell matt hooper and jeff um now, David and, and Matt and Terry have been here and investigated a few times on our property, probably four times now. They witnessed something slapping the, uh, I mean, slapping the hell out of this shed that is actually on my property. On the back side of the shed is not my property. It's the the neighbor's property over here, that, and that is a vacant. It's vacant right now. Um, somebody purchased it, but they will not be moving in for two to four years. So, you know, that they heard that out there. And David Pardue has been investigating the Uari for 10 years, and he's had some very unusual encounters over there. A lot of crazy stuff's happened over there. Um, you know, he's just had a lot of experiences over there. He has spent thousands of hours in the Uari forest in a tent listening. He's seen these creatures. Um, He's photographed them. And he's just a wealth of information. I mean, him and and Terry, they've been doing this together. I think Terry's been a part of the team with David for six years. Um, And Matt and I are are the newbies. Um, But, yeah, I mean... And David's like, yep, we've heard that over in the Uari. So, you know, and again, I'm only 17 miles from ground zero where the same type of sounds are being recorded over there. So there's been visual um, encounters that they've had, and that's that makes it, to me, more interesting yet that there's there's a, some corroborating evidence and and they've also recorded similar sounds. Right. Yes. So it isn't I mean this is this is not like you heard something and you ran through the internet and posted and said, Look, I heard Bigfoot. Bigfoot's right here right, right now. I mean that's yeah, this is I mean, an I've ongoing been year. And I've sent <clears throat> some audio to some some people, um, and asked them please don't share. And um you know, a lot of the response I get back is, wow, I'm I'm not sure what that is. That sounds very primate. That sounds like what we've recorded in a particular area where we have seen them. You know, so I've got a lot of feedback on these clips. And you have to remember, I have close to 300 clips now of interest. These yeah, are just some of, of my favorites. Out of, and, there, and there's some that, like you said, we're, aren't going to be shared publicly they'll they'll be um inside a show that we're planning on doing for exclusive just because there's some things that are a little weirder that that you're not comfortable sharing with the general public i mean that mm-hmm. that's one of the things i've i've ran into with with uh bigfoot researchers is sometimes um stuff gets held on to because um they don't want to deal with the the response of of basically the hecklers or the, or the scoffdicks or, you know, and, and I don't mind I, answering questions about, about evidence, but, but you get bombarded with, with every Tom, Dick and, and Harry that, that, uh, you know, when, when something gets out public sometimes and, mm-hmm. and it uh, inside exclusive, it's, it's a more select group of people that, that uh, you can answer their questions and stuff, but it, it isn't, it, it, you're not dealing with that general public scofficism, and uh, right. he said and you're not you're you've not drawn a conclusion that that what you record any of these are Bigfoot. It 
but these are sounds that are happening on a, re a regular occurrence in um, within close proximity to where you live that you're able to record and then are going through this process of of analyzing uh, all this audio and like you said this these these have come from hundreds and hundreds of hours of recording it's not that every every night something happens and it sounds like you uh, alluded to earlier there's that there's periods of time where nothing happens at all. Right. And, and exactly. Donna experienced the same thing where there were, you know, there would be weeks where she, just about the time she, she thought that whatever it was had gone away, um, it would start up again. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? I mean, I, I think you've, I think you've got something that moves within a territory and they don't right. stay, you know, one place forever. They move around just like other animals, cougars and bears and deer and elk right. and I whatever. Yeah. would make sense. And uh, we don't know much about these creatures, if it is indeed these creatures that are making any of these sounds, um, obviously. Right. So, but right. I'm, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and play some more audio here before we run out of time. Do you have the, oh, you have my the building here. slap you were talking yeah, about? Because that was pretty a, profound. This one is when I was sitting at the fire pit again by myself, and I heard something hit the building three times. It was like boom, boom, boom. It was, there was a pattern to it. I, the recorder was probably, and this shed is about mm, 50, 60 feet from my back deck. So that's where the recorder was sitting on the back deck. You'll hear it, and then I come over close to the recorder, and I I say, I just heard something. I came over there um, in the dark, and then I, I stood there for a little bit, listened. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything walk off. I didn't hear anything walk up. Um, it was really odd. It was a very strange feeling that I had. I took my flashlight and kind of skimmed around over there the best I could. But, you know, you're talking this building is probably, oh, 20 feet long, 30 feet long, something like that, and on the back side of it is not my property. There's a fence line there, and, you know, I can't just run behind the shed and look. There's only a little bit of area behind the shed. I can't access it. There's so much stuff overgrown back there until you get on the other side of the property. And to get back there, I, ha I have to go way down, probably, God, I, I couldn't even, 600 feet fence to it where the gate is to try to get in and go over there but this is what happened I heard this with my ear and I came over and this is the first one we've had several and I'll be playing this uh, on another show of course when we have more time but here, here's that event I just heard a loud banging from over here I'm sure that was caught on tape there or recording rather I'm not saying anything, but it sounded kind of like something hit the top of this outbarn thing we have over here. It's got a metal roof. And that was pretty loud. Yeah, and that, you talk about going in. And the idea of going out in the dark when you just heard something hit this lap building really loud. I mean, that most people are not going to run out into the dark to go see what just smacked their building that loud. Yeah, I mean, I mean especially I when I'm alone. I don't care who you are. I mean, that's, yeah, I'm, most people are. But I know. did go over there near it. I mean, that's a start, right? I did oh, yeah. go over there and look. I didn't sit there in the chair and freak out. Uh, I didn't yell. I didn't run in the house that time <laughs> so I did go over and investigate but one thing that David Pardew did tell me was um, uh, a lot of times the creatures in this area for whatever reason they will go down on all fours or they belly crawl quite a bit they've seen that quite a bit see and they've they've had multiple sightings in there in yeah. in the, the same general I mean in the Yoari or surrounding areas that, and they've yeah, been they doing have this for quite a while. Going down on all fours, being on their stomach, crawling through the grass, watching them. Yeah. And that's lovely. That's interesting. I mean, that's kind of military. You know, they 
yes, that army man absolutely. come in and and uh, exactly. And we have a tendency when we we're looking for something to look up, especially when right. we think we're looking for something that's eight feet, nine feet tall, you know, and we don't think about them being down on the ground. I, I think that also explains sometimes why footprints aren't found in association with certain events because we're looking for a footprint and they're not on their feet. And we, right. we might, you know, we're looking at a disturbance on the ground that looks nothing like a footprint. Not yeah. Um, and how do we know what the tracks look like of these things on all fours? Because we, we right. don't have any uh, evidence of what it looks like if these things are running on all fours. So there's nothing right. to, to compare it to just some ground exactly. disturbance. But the ground around here is, uh, really not that conducive to tracks for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. this, the Uari Mountains is one of the most ancient mountains, mountain ranges in all of North America. It used to be 20,000 feet tall. What's left here is a lot of rock, rock outcrops, um, quartz. The ground is very hard, full of rocks and quartz. Um, so it's not like the best material to try to find tracks in. So we're, we're actually getting close to running out of time. This, it always, this kind of stuff is fascinating. We could talk, this could be a four hour show. Um, right. But, um, is there any other audio that you want to share and we can discuss before we run out? Yeah, there is here. Um, okay. And if we go over a little bit from the, yep. the hour, that's fine with me. But I did want to get some more of this in here. Um, this one mm-hmm. is called Humming Sounds, and it's I, I'm not sure what this is. vocalization and this one is not looped this is one straight long vocalization here question comes to mind is so are these um, amplified at all is the audio been uh, are, are these being picked out of pieces and then amplified for better for hearing or is that what you're hearing on the uh, recorder some of them or? are some of them David will clean up and get rid of the background noise because mm-hmm. it depends on the season here but we have tons and tons of different kind of frogs that go on all night long and he he tries to take some of that out um you know, he doesn't typically amplify, if you will, the sound, but what he does is she tries to get some of the background noise out of so it. So it's cleaned up so that you can hear it better. Yeah, it's, it's, some of it's cleaned up more so than mm-hmm. others to bring out the sound, depending mm-hmm. on what all is happening at the same time. So in, in proximity to where your property is, how far away from – the source, the the recorder to where these things are being recorded in general, do you think we're talking about? Well, Within a mile I know or? that David said that the type of recorder that I'm using can capture things up to a mile away easily. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes and by your, by your you can ear, tell it's closer than really other times. Yeah, and What's by your, your, what you've heard um, live, you've heard some things really close, and right. you've also heard things distant. I mean, they're not just hanging out in your, your on your property. You hear right. varying, no. varying distances. Exactly, varying dis- distances and in different locations. Yeah. Um, I've got it from all different directions. All right, here's one called percussive sounds and voice. <laughs> <laughs> 
power screams. And David's named most of the stuff because of what he's, you know, familiar with over the years. There's, he doesn't just come out. He doesn't pull these names out of the air. He uses different categories. Mm-hmm. Things from his pre- previous experience. Right. Things that he's already analyzed and from different areas. <laughs> Why haven't you just sent up your your drone with its <laughs> uh, night vision camera on there and gotten pictures of what's making these sounds? Well, now, see, we are working on that. <laughs> um, we do have a, a drone. Jeff is learning how to use that. Uh, you have to uh, kind of be careful with that as well. You, you know, you can't be infringing on other people's privacy, so... Yeah, you can't um, but that is something we're working on. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it yeah. at that. And that's the, but that is there are limitations. People think, well, why don't you do this or that? It's because there's yeah. First of all, and then you cannot you know, use it over in the URI either. The drone, you can't use it mm-hmm. in the URI. And that's because it makes Bigfoot pads. Right. They don't want you to have. <laughs> no. uh, here's one called Power Strike. I do get a lot of percussive sounds. I, I get what some people would call wood knocks. I get that mm-hmm. a lot. Rock clack type sounds, banging on tin roofs, banging on things. I, I get that, especially between the hours of 1 and 3, I've noticed so far, is when a lot hmm. of those type noises happen. Well, we've got a lot of more ground to cover with this. Uh, and like you said, there's some really strange things that have and, and and these have happened more recently, which is interesting because in the case of of Donna's property, some of her things became more weird as um, things went on. Um, right. The longer that they were there, they had you know. Um, I say I would suggest you go back and listen to those shows if you haven't listened to them yet. Yeah, it's on but, the Monster uh, X Blog Talk archive. It's mm-hmm. what was it, three of them? We did three right, or two. Yeah, there were, no, there were three. Three, so, that's right. And, and it was um, the Donna show, part one, two, and three. Now this show, we're, this this show is is the introduction to what the update of what's been going on in your property. This the next show part of this will take place um, inside exclusive. It's just our next exclusive show, which will be this coming Wednesday, um, and. Uh, we're gonna get. We're gonna dive deeper into the rabbit hole. Um, is there anything else? We're just about out of time. Is there anything else you'd like to to cover before we wrap this up? Um, well, there, let me just play a couple more uh, audio here. Um, this one. Let's see if I can find where it went. Crude offer. Um, this one's called a lot going on here. And I don't know if this one's looped or not. I can't recall, but I'm going to go ahead and play it. Sounds like chimps going off at, at the zoo, and then there's some loud. I mean, there's obviously some dog loud barking roar. in that. Uh, but obviously, that but loud roar in there. That exactly. Thank you. Yeah. That's what um, I like yeah. to know. And that was one yeah. of those. I was out there and heard it with my own ears, kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. the dark. Um, here's another one called. Uh, right, this is sounds kind of a primate sound as well. one that we call the URI vocal because this one seems to show up whatever's making this particular sound shows up different times different times of night different areas but this is how we came up with the URI vocals um, is this particular one And you're st- yeah, and and you still go out and sit by your fire pit in the dark by yourself. Yes, I do, as often as I can. <laughs> Call so, me crazy, maybe. but no, um, the reason why I do that is because I've been told that you know they could be watching me, they could become familiar with me and comfortable with me. I do have a night vision camera that I have out there with me as well. Um, on the ready, and a lot of times I'll just set it on the tripod in a particular direction that I've heard sounds coming from and just let it run. So, you know, my goal is maybe I can get something on my night vision at some point to go along with what I've been hearing. So, But, again, you could show that to a million people, and they'd be like, oh, that's somebody in a costume. So, you know, you're in a – right. Well, you, Can't win. but but you, the the thing is, but you're not doing it for everybody. For me, it's what I would like everybody. to see, you know, for myself. Oh, absolutely, yeah, right. Um, and that, there, like you said, there's this is an ongoing project. There's you haven't determined any conclusions as far as what no. the source of these. Um, we just know that they match a lot of other unknown vocals. Uh, that we put in the suspicious bin that 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 David Ellis has collected from various locations. And when he you initially started working with David, he said, "Aha, those things sound like it sound those sound familiar. I I've had experiences with similar sounds in other areas. Mm-hmm. Some of those uh, associated with Bigfoot activity. I mean, with visual sightings, footprints." Right. You know, Actual other seeing these things, you know, like right. Donna's property, and uh, yeah. you know, he's like, "How would you like to do an audio project?" <laughs> I was like, "No, you're well, supposed to tell me that." Was... Stuff. So then, you know, he talked me through how everything's, uh, you know, supposed to work, and how how much you need to take, and how often, and it, it's pretty much whenever I can. Like, leave that recorder on there when I come in, or if I'm not out at all that for that night for whatever reason, but I'm home. Mm-hmm. I'll put it out there and then bring it in the next morning. So, and we'll talk about, uh, get deeper into what kind of patterns you're seeing and, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, all the, we'll go cover the rest of these vocals in, in our, uh, exclusive show that we'll be doing for that will be coming out on this following Wednesday. So right. Julie, and I, one this, thing I do want to say is if, if mm-hmm. somebody out there is hearing this, and they think they know what it is, and it, it is not one of these creatures. If you could please send me um, the clip with your spectrograph findings, again, to our email, monsterxradio1 at gmail.com, so I can take a look at it um, and compare. I'd appreciate You know, I'm, I'm being transparent here. I'm willing to listen to people's um, input. I just want answers. Yeah, so and that again, if you have recorded uh, an owl making some of these sounds and and have a visually identified it as or some other animal and and have have audio recordings, even if you don't have the spectrograph, you can send it and and we'll, yeah, we'll take I a look at it. Yeah, then I Yep, that's right. correct. So I am absolutely open to to people's critique. Um, just remember, all of this has been scientifically analyzed with a spectrograph by somebody that's been doing it for 10 years 
So it's not just, hey, we heard some weird sound. This could be Bigfoot. You know, we're we're way beyond that. This is a scientific project that we're using uh, soft, you know, software that will let you know is is this a, a known that you've heard before? Compare it to this. Compare it to that. And then you roll things out that way. So. It's and there is a database. Saying, wow, I heard some weird noises. You know, I'm I'm getting a lot of confirmation from other folks, and some people that have heard my audio that that we're going to be playing uh, for the next show have gotten absolute goosebumps from head to toe and have said, "No way would they be able to live where I live." And I'll just leave it at that. And again, it's there is a uh, master library of. Of sounds called the Macaulay Library, and mm-hmm. uh, that is being utilized to compare Correct. these these audio to known sounds, and that's been done before it's been put into the suspicious pile. So hu- hundreds of clips. Of, I mean, it, it's interesting. You're building this huge database, and it's an ongoing. And and it to me, it's fascinating because it was like. I, I, I got nothing. I don't know what that is. And some huh. of the stuff you're going to hear in, if you haven't signed up for exclusive, I would suggest that you do. If you want to hear the really weird stuff that we're going to share in just a few days, Julie, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, um, first of all, for the endeavor that you're doing and recording these sounds and stuff and for sitting down and, and sharing with and going over with me here today for our monster X listeners. So for, for Julie wrench, this is Gunnar Monson. Monster X Radio. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you soon. place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details